Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, featuring the guy that's doing things, smoking up with three hands, John Wayne. That's right. Here I am, John Wayne, back to you, back, back to you. Here I am. Of course, I'm in Wayne Manor, nestled in the West Wing, where I uh, do business in the studio of evil, where I uh, reside to be evilly in here and do all my uh, doings and uh, carryings on. Uh, of course, I have a nice cup of coffee. It's early in the morning here on a, a Sunday morning when I record this. You know, I get up very early all the time. Uh, it's a holdover still from when I worked for Starbucks, uh, I believe. Plus, my dogs get me up. My dogs get me up uh, quite early because they want to be fed and I want to feed them. So I'm drinking some nice coffee this morning. I've got uh, not a Topo Chico today, but just flat water, straight flat water, cold in my nice Arctic 32-ounce uh, fucking badass cup that I got from Southern Sun Boutique. Uh, Amanda and Jeremy shouts out. Thank you for that very much. And it it, com- it came customized. It's a, it's matte black, first of all, this mug, this this whatever it is. It's um receptacle for things that hot or cold it's got an uh it's black mac black mac matte black it has a black pentagram upside down on it like as i requested but then i've been putting a couple more stickers on there so i actually have uh the the tarot card stickers that i've been making for my tarot deck uh the ones that are available the ones that i've made into stickers are on my uh cup and those stickers will be available soon uh in the store there's uh, gonna be some more of them and you could probably get get yourself a little set but um, aside from that, I've got a nice heaping bowl, uh, heaping, heaping of marijuana. That's right. Grandpappy's medicine, nice and green and, uh, sunny cheen, if you please, every bees. I don't know. I'm smoking weeds, uh, but I'm smoking it in, uh, the pipe that I got from my buddy Dave. Shouts out Dave Bodeditas. Uh, the pipe is called the Dave and it is amazing. So, uh, I'm all set. Like as I usually am. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. If you're new to the show, you're just joining me. Maybe I met you recently. Thank you for checking out the show and, and, uh, the support I've super very much appreciated. It's been a, uh, a good week here back at the old Wayne Manor. Um, first of all, shouts out to all my Patreon folks. Thank you guys so much. I got, uh, some new uh, Patreon followers lately, and I appreciate you uh, so, so much. It means the world to me. Definitely helps me out during uh, these times when I can't travel. It helps me out anyway. I mean, this is what I do. So thank you guys so much. If you'd like to check out my Patreon, support me a little bit more, throw a couple bucks Uncle Johnny's way, go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. You can check out the tiers that I have. They're available. There's all kinds of stuff you can sign up for that you get every month or, or right away. And um, every tier gets you access to another podcast I do only on my Patreon called the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, where I talk to artists uh, from around the country and the world that I meet on the road and all this kind of great stuff. Man, there's a lot of really good interviews on that uh, feed, a lot of great shows that I'm I'm proud of and uh, cool-ass people that I've talked to. So if you want to check that out, go over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Any tier you join gets you access to the podcast, but there is one tier, the $1 beer money tier the beer uh dollar beer club uh and when you get that it's one dollar a month and it gets you access to the podcast so you can listen to the podcast and all the back episodes you know we're in the 60s 63 64 five episodes now so check that out and uh know that you'll be helping out uh me uh, immensely and i certainly do appreciate it so check it out patreon.com slash john wayne is dead anyway this week you know i've been uh Pretty busy this week, just just around the house. See, I'm 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 gearing up and, and trying to uh, wh- how, how do I want to like uh, stay myself, I guess, or or uh, gather my loins or, or what, gather my loins, the strength of my loins. I don't know something about your loins, but gather my strength. Just uh, get focused and, and ready because uh, I'm about to be extremely busy uh, as far as travel and and events go uh, in the next. Well, the next week. So I've been kind of preparing for for that just mentally. But this is like the first week that I haven't uh, recorded any audiobook stuff for a couple of months now. Uh, Like I've been doing it like every, you know, at least every day, definitely every week. But, you know, maybe I take a two or two days off or something during the week. But I've been recording audiobook stuff like straight for a couple months now to get some stuff done. And, uh, you know, and I, I... I have another book lined up to do that I've been hired to do, but I, and I'm also want to 
do want to mine as well, uh, either right before or maybe at the same time. Um, so I'm going to get back to it starting Monday, but I wanted to take this week to kind of get back into just, just not worrying about that part of something and just, just getting up and, and writing first and, and, uh, spending a little bit more time on my writing. I got a lot of work done on my splatter Western this week that I've been writing. It's, uh, you know, cause splatter Western, uh, part of the series that death's head press uh, is putting out. So mine will come out in this next year. Um, I guess next, next year. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it'll come out in the second wave of these. And so I've been busy working on it, and I've found, like, a, a very good groove that I'm in. I, I'm very excited about the story that I'm writing and the characters and stuff that's happening and the stuff that's going to happen. So I've been really, really focused on that and just uh, writing extra, just, like, really just digging digging what I'm doing and, and found a groove. You know, and it was... You know, if, you li- if you've been listening to the show for a while or, or recently even, you know, I talked about how I, I I threw like I bet not threw away but basically just had to like restart on something that I was writing three times before I was like this is bull I'm not doing this this sucks or I- I'm not into this but something's not right about it right now I'm not feeling it and the thing is about about that you know I got like 30,000 words into this thing twice excuse me and uh and just kind of like changed it three times uh to where the uh you know the the plot was different, and then the third time, like, I decided to follow two different characters, make these other two characters the main characters. I was doing all this stuff, and the thing is, like, it's not shitty writing. It's not like I'm like, oh, man, this writing sucks. You know, it's it has some good scenes in it. Like, there's parts that I've, I would go back and read, and I'd be like, this is, this is a cool-ass scene, but... I mean, that's kind of what all I had with these were these scenes, and I didn't really know. I was waiting for the thing to kick in where I'd be like, ah, now I know what I'm doing with this, and it just it started to, but then it was like a false alarm, I think, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, you know. So it it takes that, and so like you know, I know some people who are writers out there listening to this too, and you know that it happens. You can't I mean it, it's it's uh it's not ideal. It kind of. It, I'm not going to say it doesn't suck to look at a bunch of work that you've done and, and hours that you've spent in it to just throw it all away and start over, but it's always for the best. Like, I, I promise you, like, if you just keep laboring away at something that you have no passion about and you're like, I don't know what's going on with this, but I'm already this far into it, so I'm just going to plow on to the end, man, it's not going to be that great. You know, maybe there's a chance, like, you get it all out and you can go back and, and reshape and reform the whole thing, but... You know, it really is. We really kind of have to listen to ourselves when we're doing these kind of things because it's not, and again, it's not a waste. It's never a waste. It's never a waste. It's just, it's like practice. It's like working out or getting, you know, training for the big game. It's never a waste to do those things. You know, you have to get through the shit. And I've, and like I said, like there are some cool scenes in this stuff I wrote. So I, I very well, very highly high probability that I'll take scenes out of this and maybe construct, you know, come up with another story around it or just take uh, the characters and some of the attributes I gave them and, and, and make a whole nother story about, about that. But you know, that's, that's something I'll go back and look at later. Like I need, definitely need some time, needed some time away from it and just, I just wasn't feeling it. So maybe, maybe I'll, I'll wake up one morning in the, or like in the middle of the night and be like, Eureka, I got it. And like have an idea for that. But right now I'm super hardcore into my into my western. And you know, and I and I talked about this cuz you know, it, again, if you're a long-time listener to the show, when these were all happening and if you listen to the other show I do that comes out every Thursday, which you very much should listen to it with uh, my good buddy Christopher Triana, excellent excellent author and writer, um, Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne, K R I S and John Wayne at KR Chris and John Wayne.com, K R I S. It's okay. So, um We've we've talked about uh, this kind of stuff as well, and you know it's uh, it, it yeah. And I was w- when Chris was writing his Splatter Western, the Thirteenth Coyote, which is has been out for a couple of months now, and it is it's awesome. You should definitely check that out. Uh, but he was writing it, and we were we were just talking about it, you know. And it was if I was going to do one, right? And it's been on. It, you know, I was I could have done one in the first wave. Uh, you know, I had an offer, but I was. You know, I had a book coming out, I think, and, and I was working on finishing up the the next book, and I just was like, I don't, I don't know if I like westerns enough to just commit to writing a western. So 
I didn't. I was like, ah, Pat, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess with this, you know. And Chris and I talked about that, and he was like, good, good for you, dude. So don't, don't force. You don't want to force something, especially if it's not something you like. It's not something that you're passionate about. Don't, don't just force it just because it's there. You know what I mean? And that's hard. It's hard to do sometimes, you know, because. A lot of times I talk about how you just want to do everything, everything that comes your way, especially when you're getting some traction, you know, anything anybody throws at you, you're like, I'll do that. Sure, I'll do it. Sure, I'll do it. But we can't. We just can't do everything. So I, I if I would have taken that offer back then and written one that came out in this first wave that was coming out, maybe it would be great, but maybe it would just be me phoning shit in because I just like wasn't ready to do it. Now I'm ready. Now I got I. I did take a lot of time to watch some of these westerns like nick p getting into these westerns chris gave me a whole list of western books to read and stuff and i i started falling into it in a way i was like oh you know what i actually really like this and then i started to have this idea where i was like okay you know what i do want to do one of these now and that's been what's you know i i just wasn't ready then now i'm ready and maybe i had to get through all this other bullshit I had to get through this 60-some-odd thousand words of horse shit before I, I, I found my uh, my way. So that's what I've been doing all this week, working on that a lot uh, every day. And balls deep drawing these these tarot cards. Uh, I kind of slacked off a little bit on those lately just because I was writing more. And and when I say slack off, you guys got to know, like, it's not like I'm slacking off in a way that, like, well, I should be doing this, but instead I'm going to sit on my ass and eat chips and watch and watch chips which is not a bad way to pass the time eating chips and watching chips pretty good pretty good deal if you can get it um but no i mean like uh instead of drawing when i should you know i I just be writing more like i said i've been writing more so i haven't i kind of slacked off on the drawing but i picked it back up and tried to put it into like some high gear to finish some more of these cards so i did like uh the initial sketches for three cards yesterday uh, I finished one completely, like on the like the finished, you know, one on the on the digital version, and uh, am about halfway through another one uh, in its in its final stages. So that's another thing I'm going to be doing today. After I do this podcast, I'm going to be drawing. I got to get these things done so I can get this deck out, and uh, you know, and that'll be another uh, another thing done. But it's a big undertaking. There's 72 cards I have, you know, to draw, and I don't want them to. I don't want the quality to start to dip because I'm like, ah, I'm tired of drawing, you know, I, or, you know, I don't want the quality to start to be compromised because I'm like, ah, I need to finish this quickly. You know, I want to, I just, I need to do it all right. I need to do it all as I want it to do to, to look and all that kind of stuff, but I just got to buckle down and do it. And there's ways that I can get fat, you know, I've gotten faster at the drawing and, and, and knowing kind of where to place things, but, uh, it's still something I'm, I've been working on a lot. I haven't, you know, been, I've fallen off a lot on the uh, writing a schedule out for myself. We talked about that a lot too uh, over the past couple of weeks. And I was writing them, you know, pretty much every day, a little schedule out on my dry erase board here in the in the studio. Uh, between this hours and this hours, I'm going to do that. I've really just kind of fallen off of it. You know, coming back from the road was pretty tough to get back on it because I had to catch up with a lot of things. And now it's like, you know, it's not like I've fallen out of my routine. My routine is still solid, but I'm just not writing it it down uh, so much. But you know what? It is something I wanted to work on. So I will I am going to uh, get back on that on Monday, you know, uh, especially since I'm going to start recording an- another audio book. So I need to, to write out like, you know, I'm going to record from this time to this time and write from this time to this time. You know, I need to keep myself organized um, so that I- I'm staying on top of my other responsibilities. You know, writing all... Excuse me. Writing all day is awesome and great, and I love to do it. Um, you know, when I can. But if I've got other projects that have to be done, I have to cut. I have to, you know, know that I need to cut it off at some point and move on to the next thing. So, working on that this week, I'll be I'll be back on uh, putting together a little schedule, schedule for myself, if you will. Um, a lot of a lot of dates added this week. You know, I, I said I updated at johnwayneisdead.com. I updated the the shows page. If you go there, it has all the dates of uh, all the cons that I'll be at this year. So you know, and again, I said start starting next week, like the twenty seventh and the twenty eighth. I'll still be in Houston, but I'll be working both of those days. Uh, two different events actually. The horror uh, Houston Horror Film Festival pop up market I'll be at, and then I'll be at the Punk Rock Garage Sale, which is uh, hosted by Insomnia Gallery. And it will be at Brash, the Brash Brewery, this this uh, that next Sunday. So it's like it starts, it begins, and then like 
from there on Wednesday, like I'll leave on Wednesday to go to Nashville. And I'll be out for two weeks and I'll go from Nashville to Chicago and then I'll come home for a week and then I'll be back out. So it's a lot of things are happening. So, you know, I kind of got a little bit of anxiety of like, man, if I have enough stuff, like I, I had to put in like a hardcore book order um, from, uh, you know, uh, from like I, I for my books, like from my from Grindhouse, I had to have Carrie order, uh, you know, order me a, a grip of books, man, like uh, because I, I'm going to be away for so long. Like three weekends in a row, I'm gonna be selling books. You know, I, I've been selling out of stuff, and it's awesome. I, I like that's, that's what I want to do. I want to sell everything on the table. I want to sell everything that I have, you know, back stock. Uh, but I want to have that to sell, so I need to keep up, you know, keep up with that. That's something that like, still kind of eludes me a little bit. I could, I could be better at, but it is difficult to gauge because while things are on a steady incline for me as far as like going to the conventions and things you know I guess a little bit more and it gets a little bit better and I'm you know I you know I get more people into it and you know grow the readership uh but it's it's always it's still kind of hard to gauge you know we're <clears throat> we're you know I guess coming out of this pandemic uh some people are you know still are comfortable going out some aren't still I mean how how people are uh, their spending habits have changed. It, it's hard, really hard to gauge right now. But I can't not have stock, so I had to put in an order. And then like what really uh, was you know shitty about and my fault. This was my fault. I I should have. I was thinking about this for like two weeks, and I should have fucking bit the bullet uh, back when I first started thinking about it and had more time. Uh, but I was kind of waiting for some money to come in and all this kind of shit. So I was kind of trying to ride this weird balance till I could do it. But, uh, of course, you know, I knew I needed too many books for the amount of time till they were going to be here. So I had to pay, uh, I had to pay a little bit of extra in shipping. And by a little bit, I mean, not a, not a, not a low amount, not an amount you'd like to see to pay for shipping to make sure it gets here, uh, on the right time. But, you know what? That's what I got to do. And less, let it be a lesson to me. Let me figure out a better way to maybe put it on a schedule. Like, uh, that's what I need. That's what I should do. I should be like, you know, every month, you know, order this or every other week, this, please order this amount for something like that, you know, especially, uh, when I start seeing how this goes, but I had to do that this week. So that's, you know, that's uh, that's a good thing. It's always a good thing to need more books. So I, you keep buying them, and I'll keep writing them and 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 stocking them. So uh, anyway, aside from that, still listening to a, a ton of death metal this week. Uh, the records that I have, stuff stuff on Spotify, the ones I bought. Um, like I, uh, if you listened last week, you know I with my other show, uh, Vital Social Issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne, we did a whole death metal show because I. I sparked off the conversation with Chris a few weeks ago because I, I read this book called We Choose Death. That's a history of death metal. I love all those books uh, I talked about. So, and he grew up in Florida during like the the emergence of the scene, like and saw a lot of these bands. So we decided to have a show on it. So actually, if you go, if you're interested, you can go check out uh, this last week's show because this week we had so much to say about death metal and, and the music and the history and the the bands that we are carrying it over to do a episode, uh, a second part to the episode. And we are going to have uh, another author who is an expert uh, on the death metal scene who, you know, has a lot to say about it, knows it, very knowledgeable. Ryan Harding will uh, be guesting on the show this Thursday with us to talk more about death metal. So if you're into that, or just into music. I mean, this is a this is not just like we're not just up there. If you don't like death metal, you know that's one thing. It's still an interesting, pretty interesting to learn about how these bands and this genre came to be and how it thrived and spread and you know shrank and then grew back again. You know all that kind of stuff. It's still really interesting, even if you don't necessarily like that genre of music. So it's all it's going to be an interesting talk if you're into music history at all or metal death metal check out that the 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 one we did last week and then the part 2 coming out uh this Thursday we're going to record that uh this week. So it's been a busy ass week with all that kind of stuff getting ready. Uh oh, got added to Texas Frightmare here. Shouts out Lloyd. What's up dude? Thanks for uh putting me and the Death's Head crew on a table there. I'll be there with Death's Head Press. Um I believe it's in September this year uh yeah it is it is so that was cool to get added to 
Uh, Texas Frightmare is an awesome, huge con- convention, and uh, Lloyd, who runs it, is an awesome dude. Uh, you know, we had um, event, uh, sell books and stuff at the opening of his uh, brick-and-mortar horror store that he has up there in, in the Dallas area, and uh, we had a great time, and uh, he's an awesome dude, and that's going to be a great con. So like I said, and check check the show's page, man, because I added uh, that and Scarefest in Kentucky. Uh, I added, I can't remember when that is October maybe, but you know, I'm at, I, so check it out, man. I'm adding a lot of stuff there. John is dead.com, uh, on the shows page and don't forget to shop while you're there. So anyway, uh, I think that we'll go ahead and get into our, th- our tarot reading of, of the day here. Um, as you know, or do not know, I do a three card tarot reading on myself before every show. Uh, I just kind of sit sit and think about things on my mind, write down my thoughts, what's going on, and, and, and just kind of look at uh, that through the prism of the cards and, and have a nice little thought exercise of what's going on in my life. So, you know, this week, uh, what I wrote, my thoughts, you know, the kind of things I've already been saying, like, you know, uh, perfect my structure or, or you know, at least uh, my, the structure of my uh, routine, tweak it to get it better, scheduling, time management, of course, um, and then just uh, business management as well, because I, you know, like I said, keeping stock in and making sure I'm doing all this stuff. Uh, like I had to order more, you know, shipping shipping supplies. Like I should never run out of shipping supplies. I should always have them here. But you know, I found that oh shit, I was out of, of mailers. I had to order those. I had to order markers. I had to get batteries for the lights at the booth, and um, you know, I was putting all that kind of stuff together. So I just need to get better at that kind of stuff. I, I need to be able to switch like to a business my okay now I'm just business mindset for the next two hours or whatever like and I don't I don't uh fuck with the the creative side of my business I uh, you know or my career I just do the business side you know I need that or I need somebody who can do that for me or something I don't know but it's hard because I'm just not super business minded and numbers and science and I I don't know I'm I'm just so much in my head and so much in a weird you know, air creative space all the time. It's hard for me to, uh, separate myself from that to just look at, okay, here's the business thing. Here's, here's the brass tacks. Here's the, the hard, you know, black and white of it all. I just need to get better at that. So that, those are my thoughts and let's get started here. All right. So the first card that I have today is the 10 of wands. So, Ten of Wands, uh, this is a card I get I get a lot, and um, I'm quite familiar with it, and uh, and you should too. No, uh, but it, it always kind of resonates. It, that's probably why I get it a lot, and, and I always have to kind of like, okay, yes, I should be checking myself on this kind of stuff. Kind of like what we just were talking about with making sure that I have my everything on my plate kind of scheduled out so I am taking care of everything. While not overextending myself. So with the Ten of Wands, this is a thing like, you know, we are we're we are taking on we've taken on an extra burden of some in some way. Like our our workload has become heavier, our responsibility has been increased uh a notch or two, and it is hard like it's it's like oh man I've got a lot of long days ahead of me and and you're you're thinking about that and it's going to be a lot of hard work however we're willing to do this it's not it's not one of those oh man I've got a lot of busy days ahead or oh man this is god I got to get this done this is something that we are all right all right this is gonna be a long days but we got to get the, you know these are things we're willing whatever is going on with us we're willing to do this extra work because we know uh, we're going to reap the the benefits of it, and and they're going to be long run benefits. Like, uh, so we're willing to do this right now, and you know it may not come back to us right away. It might not be an instant return, but we we understand the importance of what this work is that we're doing. So, uh, what and uh, you know so what's in, but what's important uh, about this is that we that we make sure we're not, you know, we're not taking on too much. Because, like I said, this can be a thing where it's like, well, I know this is temporary, so I'm going to put in this hard work now because it's going to be done in two months or two weeks, whatever it is, you know. Uh, 
and I know that that it's going to pay off, right? So I'm going to do it now. But we have to be careful that we don't continuously, unconsciously overextend ourselves. You know, we can't take on everything at once. Like I said earlier, we can't, uh, you know, just say yes to everything. And, you know, we, we can't look, you know, if we're looking at something like that, for just for example, with what I'm doing with these, with, with drawing the tarot cards, right? It, it is extra work. And I've got, like I said, it's, it's, it's hard, it's hard in a good way because I, I, I want these cards to look good. The, the, these, each one has to represent my work, my style. So I'm really taking my time with them, but it's extra work that like, would I be sitting here drawing a tarot card or every single day? Otherwise, probably not. No. Um, but you know, I, I draw all the time, but it wouldn't be like to this, you know, uh, focused thing to get from point A to point B. Uh, so that's like, that's an example for something that's going on for me. Like, I know I have to draw a lot, work a lot harder than I would normally at this, but once it's done, it's, it's done. You know, I, once I have the deck, then boom, you know, then the good times roll. Uh, but like I said, this card also just is a, it warns us to make sure that we assess what's going on in our lives and be we need to be like really honest with ourselves uh, during these things to not take on too much. It, know, know how much we can take on. We don't want our work to suffer. We need to prioritize what what we are doing, what we're taking on, what we're accepting uh, and then the work that we already have prioritize these things and get we need to get them done spend uh you know spend the best time and put the best amount of our ourselves in the time that we spend on this you know and we might need to drop some of these things like you know things that we've started things that we've committed ourselves to these may be things we have to walk away from and just say you know what this didn't work out or i'm sorry and and as as much as that sucks like you to say like i've spread myself too thin I'm sorry. Like, just admit that. Admit it to yourself, and then you can admit it to the, the person. And it may be a little bit of a disappointment for you, maybe for them. But like, honestly, you, you're like, they may have to find somebody else to do what you agreed to do or whatever. But it's way better than you just giving some shitty thing to them or something that's not up to your, you know, your standards or their standards or your, you know, how how good you could do it. We just have to assess those things and we might have to let some things go and that might be hard. And again, but what we do learn, we learn from that. We'll never do that again. You get put through something like that. You have to, you know, go through all the feelings. You have to fucking quit, quit uh, the, the project. You have to give money back. You'll learn. You'll learn not to do that again. You'll, you'll have much better uh, grip on your ability to what your realistic ability to do things in a certain amount of time is. So, so there's that. So you'll at least learn not to do it again. But, you know, if we can stay ahead of that, you know, and keep, try to keep ourselves from even getting that far uh, by, by managing our time, knowing how much we can handle, then we can avoid that, that whole thing. So, um, this good. so the good thing about this is, Another good thing about when this card comes up is whether it is these these short term like short term busy busy pops of a period we're having, or we've spread ourselves too thin and now we're it, it's all come apart and we're having to to figure things out. Either way, it's it's ending. The cycle of this is ending. We're at the ten. We're done. Right. So you're either at the end of this this busy pop of work, or you're at the end of having to deal with putting your priorities and your tasks back together uh with what you can handle but it's it's done you're figuring it out you're either at the end or you're back at the beginning but either way you're better for the experience so just be careful we just have to be careful we don't want to take on too much it's just it is hard easier said than done easier said than done but like i said with the earlier with the splatter western if i'd have taken that first offer and written it who i i mean I might not have ever even had this idea or I might have given them uh, a shitty book or I might have just been in the middle, just been like, ah, fuck this. I quit. I'm not going to do one of these and just then give it up altogether. Uh, just uh, it's just and maybe that was a mistake I might have made 
a year ago or two years ago. Uh, you know, but I've since learned. So it's just, it's just all, we're always learning. We're always figuring it out. So uh, let's see. King of Swords. King of Swords is the next card we get. So, and this is in the upright position as well, as was the last one. The King of Swords. So we know swords is our, swords are our intellect. They are our thoughts. That's, that's what they represent. So the King of Swords is, um, you know, he's the king. So he, he symbolizes intellectual authority or, or great intellectual power. You know, he's a symbol of that. And, um, when that comes, when this comes up in in a in our reading, it's because we stand. We're someone who is representative of that right now in the moment. Uh, you right for right now, we're seeing. You know, we stand firm in our in what truth is. We express what we are all about. We're very convicted about what we're about because we know it. We're we're we are committed to it, and because of this. Other people respect that. Other people respect that you know uh, enough of yourself to speak so confidently. So they pay attention to what you have to say. Now, what I mentioned earlier about like in this moment, right? We do these readings every week. I do a card of the day reading every every morning, and you know things. Some some things may change from like one day to the next, and you would look at them and be like, "Well, that seems contradictory to what you just said yesterday was going on." And this now this. You know, we have to realize that, like like I say all the time, it's all about balance. It's all in flux all the time. So these are moments. It's not like this is not like a, a, a video game where you turn the card over and you like, oh, shit, I've reached the Empress stage. Uh, uh, save my game, you know, and then you can come back right to that same thing the next day or the next time you want to, you know, play the game. This is always changing. These are moments that we exist in. Right. So. We need to make the most of them. So there may be a moment when we are, you know, and it, for a short period of time, long period of time, whatever, when this applies to us. So that's that's kind of I, I that's kind of what this this is when you're like, what am I a king now? What am I? I can do this now? No, maybe you can't. Maybe you're about to. Maybe you've already done this. But maybe right now you exist in this kind of. Uh, time when you have this clarity to, to to be like this. So, the King of Swords is somebody who, uh, you know, because because they're so respected for intellectually and and speaking so convictedly, um, people may come to you to make uh, help make decisions based on you being able to be impartial and uh, you know, divorce yourself from the feelings or emotions, and and use completely use your heart. I mean. Completely use your head to make a decision uh, or help with the decision and not let your emotions from your your heart get in the way of this. Like, remember, it's the king of swords. This is the king, you know, this is high intellect. That that's Some people are great at this. And, you know, some people not so much, but you're still put in a position to do this. Um, and, and one of the things that crops up is like, shit, man, like, is this tough? Am I rough? Like, is this hurting? I don't want to hurt people's feelings. You know, you want to be sympathetic and maybe sugarcoat things. And you don't want to be, uh, you know, an asshole about anything. But, you know, know that, like, the, um, you know, the straight up intellectual way, de- de- detached from your uh, emotions, that's what you need uh to stick with because that's what is needed to be heard by the person or people that uh, have come to you. And this is why they've come to you or this is why you've been looped in on this or asked to help with this for this specific thing. <clears throat> so we, we need to make sure that, you know, uh, right now in this in this time of whatever we may be uh, doing or, or, you know, anything, what we're carrying over from the, that Ten of Wands, is that we're using our logic and our intellect to navigate right now. Um, we need to research kind of the decisions before we make them, make sure that, you know, everything's on the up and up. And again, look at things with an impartial view of our emotions so we can keep that balanced uh, thing. You know, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about with my, you know, needing to be better at the business side of things. You know, I need to just lock into using okay i have to look at this as just a logical thing an intellectual thing i cannot let my emotions dictate this decision you know 
uh, that that's kind of what this is saying. This is like you need to make well researched, firm decisions, and and you know keep a balanced balanced thing there. So that's where I'm. That's what I'm taking away from that. So it's it's you know it's all about a balance, and it's all you know thinking, uh, making sure that we're using our our logic and intellect at this moment to to do to to navigate what we're in. Uh, next card, last card, uh, the lovers reversed so uh when the lovers is um reversed now again this is not just about romantic love uh it, it's it's about all relationships that you're in um friends family loved ones business work whatever projects collaborations okay so when it's in the reverse position like this uh it's because some or one or all whatever our relationships are strained right now um in mainly in the communication department which is honestly where a lot of the breakdown occurs in in relationships of all kinds the communication so that that seems almost like a no-brainer right to me it does i'm sorry so strain so the communication isn't isn't happening and that's what's straining the relationship so if like the thing about this is, is if the, if this is your partner or a family, a friend, whatever it is, where this is an unconditional love situation, you know, where you're like, this is my person, like this is uh, someone. It doesn't matter, like what they do, I love them regardless. Uh, even if I have to tough, give them tough love or whatever. If that's the case, you know, just know like that's this is gonna pass. There's not. You're just. It's just a you know, a dip or a valley, whatever in the relationship, or just a, a rough patch. Maybe, um, you know, you're just out of alignment with this person, or maybe they're having an issue and, and you're, you're confused by this. But if it, if, if it is that kind of relationship, unconditional love, it's going to pass. You will get, you will get by it. However, if, if it, if it's not that, if it's not a situation like that, and you need to look at it a little bit, uh, closer, I guess. So like you see how, how, you know, is this a pattern? How are there a lot of arguments? Uh, is there a lack of respect on one or both sides of this issue? Um, you know, are you even on the same page with this person or people anymore, you know, as far as professionally or with yourself and how you feel and, you know, what matters to you? It might, then, then these things have to be looked at and you might have to be like, you know what, fuck this, I'm out. I don't need to do this. I don't need to work on this or I don't need to be with a person like this or I don't need to, I don't need to talk to you anymore. You know, it could, we just need to make, take a, you know, a good honest look at these things. It's hard. It's harder than it, you know, seems sometimes, but it, it necessary, uh, all, all the matter, all the more. Um, so, uh, another thing about this card when it's in the reverse position is we need to take a look at ourselves. Um, be mindful of who we are. Are we staying true to what we believe in? You know, um, are we appreciating ourselves? You know, do we love ourselves? That's another thing to look at. You know, getting all those things in line as far as with ourselves before we can even try to be in a relationship or a, a, a collaboration or whatever it may be. And another thing I like about this card is it says, like, uh, specifically, like, we we may, like, we may walk around and look at somebody and say, like, man, like, somebody that's a hard worker or had success in something. They have a trait that we're like, man, I wish I was as, you know, disciplined as them, or I wish I was as, you know, fucking, uh, good with time or whatever. But these are things that we reckon, we recognize in these people, not because we, we, well, we want to be like that, but those are the qualities that already exist in us. So it's kind of like, we're like, I don't know, like you're, we're picking up on like somebody like, you know, you, getting close to them, like, beep, 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 you know, you've got, like, a, the matching signals or whatever, so you're just kind of, like, look at it like that, you're just picking up on it, you're like, well, I sure would like to be like that, uh, wait, I'm a guy like me, you know, so those, that's a, a really good thing about this card that I like, uh, remember that we have these cards, we can do these things, you know, um, we don't have to pine for them, or make excuses, or, I wish I had, I can't do that, I, blah, blah, or, I wish I was like that, we are, we can, we just have to, you know, look within ourselves, find that, and nurture that, and bring it out of ourselves. So, anyway, that's our reading for this week. I got a lot out of that. I hope you did as well. 
Um, also, I do a card of the day reading uh, on my Instagram story every single morning at John Wayne is dead. So just go to there and uh, at John Wayne is dead on my, you know, on Instagram and you can check it out and uh, join in the fun of learning. So moving right along, I think it's time to get into our story portion of the day. Uh, this is something I thought, you know, I was like, sometimes I'm like, ah, you know, I write down ideas. Sometimes things come to me and I'm not sure if I've even ever talked about this in length, but um, you know, this is a this is a, a a band story. This is a gig story, and um, it's uh, about one of um, uh, what one of the first bands I played in, my one of the first performances I did. So this is uh, let's call this one uh, the the first and last ride of the vicious chickens. <laughs> So, um, as I've talked about this before, uh, I started to play guitar when I was 16. And the first band, quote-unquote, I played in, um, I've talked, I think I've talked about it before. My buddy uh, Pat and I uh, just, he, like, him on drums, me on guitar, <clears throat> playing, like, really stupid, very easy, like, three or two chord punk rock songs. And he would sing. And... Um, we were called Penis Wrinkle Jones, which I still think is the best band name ever. Like that's that's one of the best things ever I, I've come up with. So Penis Wrinkle Jones was awesome and, and but we were just in my garage. We never played anywhere or really did anything and we recorded our, our practice, you know, the songs that we wrote like just uh on boom on a boom box in there with on tapes. So, you know, that was something, but you know, when I went to when I went to college, uh, you know, a few years later, I'm, I'm 19 at this point, and um, sophomore year uh, in college, second year, <clears throat> and um, you know, living in a, a townhouse apartment, first apartment with my with a couple of my buddies, and you know, so I have my gear in there and and everything, and w- so one of the first days of school that year. Uh, I believe it was in one of my English classes or, or I believe yeah, it was, it was, or a writing class or something like that. Uh, it had to be English. I wasn't in the writing classes yet, but, you know, I think we had to go around and uh, I don't know how this, like, how did this come about? Um, maybe I was just talking. I, I'm going to say, like, maybe whoever, I remember we were, like, in a computer lab setting like we all had a computer we we were meeting in the computer lab for something because we were writing in this class as well maybe it was a writing class fuck so I think I'm talking to somebody about playing guitar or you know maybe about a band and and I'm like yeah I, I play guitar and blah, blah blah something but there's this guy who is in the class and he overhears me talking about that maybe he's close and this guy you know he's He's a uh, you know he's your classic punk rock dude you know he's at the time this was you know pre two thousand so he had like uh the le- he had the leopard print uh, hairdo I don't know if you remember seeing this or people they get a buzz cut and like they dye it with leopard prints like it's okay, so he had that and you know some super tight pants and crazy you know whatever he just looked like a punk rock guy and I at the time was more like well I started as a punk rock guy and started in punk rock I was making like a, a kind of a metal transition at this point listening to a lot of heavier stuff getting it getting more into metal playing more metal but I still sucked like at this point dude I was so awful on guitar I don't know what the fuck I was doing so like three years down the road I still sucked my ass off uh but I'm like Play, you know, I'm into. It. I'm like, yeah, I love rock. Blah, blah, blah. So, after class, I remember we're, I'm walking out, and this guy stops me. He's like, hey, 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 man, wait up, you know. And he's like, hey, I was just in your class. I was like, yeah, what's up, man? My, and he's like, my name is Paul. I'm like, I'm John Wayne. He's like, I couldn't help but overhear, like you, you said you play guitar. Uh, is that what she was like? Yeah, yeah, I play guitar. I've been playing for a couple of years now, and this and that. He's like, do you play with the band? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not playing. I don't play with a band or anything right now. And he was like, would you be interested in playing with the band? And I was like, well, I, I don't know, maybe. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you say? Oh, be really rude. You tell me what I'm doing my best. So he, he was like. He said, "You know, I'm I, I play bass, and uh, I'm trying to trying to put a, a a punk rock band together up here. Uh, I think I got a guy, another one of my classes, or, or somebody I know that you know can play drums. I forgot how I know this guy. 
Uh, but man, if you would you want to come and, and jam and play guitar one day and see if like you know see if we you want to join or we put together this band? And I was like, yeah, I mean that's that sounds cool. Where where uh, where at? What do we do? You know? And he was like, gave me like his. Uh, he lived in another apartment complex just a long way in Huntsville, Texas, where I went to school at Sam Houston State University. Eat them up, cats. Meow. I've talked about it before. Small small town like. Right now, it's got so much shit there that you can do and, and shopping and restaurants. There was none of this back then, people. None of it when I was up there. So everything was close and small and easy to get to. So I go over to his apartment complex, and I have a... Uh, I'm playing a... Uh, still my first guitar, my Fender Squire uh, Stratocaster, which is a cheap you know starter guitar. And I have... But I have bought this, um, my first half stack. It's a Fender Rock Pro 100 or no. Yeah, Fender Rock Pro 900, 800, something like that. Whereas a 100 watt solid state head and then a four, a four by, uh, was it four by 12s or four, 10, I guess four 10s or maybe four 12s in the stack. And, you know, that matched it. I don't, I didn't need this. I didn't even fucking play in a band. I had a, Oh, I know what it was. I I had like this practice amp. Did I have my fucking half stack at this point? Pretty sure I did. I'm getting all confused. But because I had this PV amp before. So I think I had just gotten this half stack because I started off with that. And so I bring, so I'm like, okay, so I bring my shit over to his house and uh, to his apartment. And he lives like on a first floor apartment. Now we had a townhouse, which is, you know, two stories, but still small. You know, but but still, we shared room or walls with neighbors. They weren't single units or anything like that. And he lives just in a regular apartment, and uh, you know, so he's got neighbors like upstairs and next to to him and shit. And I and I come in there, and he's got a big bass amp in there. This bass, we're just in the living room, and I bring my half stack in and shit. And uh, and this kid, uh, you know, is in the corner. He's got a, he's setting up a drum set, and he's like, oh hey, this is Matt. He's my you know friend. He's gonna play drums. I'm like hey, how you doing? And I'm like, man, are we a uh, are we supposed to, are you sure we, we can play in here, like in your apartment? And he was like, yeah, it should be good. Like, I, I, I already cleared it with all of my neighbors. Some of them are in class right now. And then the people that are here said it should it'd be fine as long as it's for, is it's only for like an hour, whatever it was. And I was like, all right. So, and then we also like, of course we have the, the, the cheap PA uh, hookup, which is where he, uh, in his bass amp, you can plug in an XLR and, a, um, you know, instrument cable three-quarter inch uh instrument cable so we're running like he's running his bass and then like plugging in the mic into that as well to sing through and we don't know any i mean he was like all right what do we know do we know any songs together like we don't know shit like it's like it and like i'm bar- like i can play like i learned how to play like some shit like punk songs that i could play that were easy i still just could not play well i wasn't good so i think like i was like well i can play this can you play this no i can play this can you play this no 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 and uh so we ended up just kind of, I think maybe he had some ideas for some songs that he had written. And uh, so we just kind of worked them out and jammed maybe like a song and a half in this hour. And it was fun. And I remember he was like super excited. Like he was like, dude, this is awesome. Hell yeah. So do you want to do it? Do you want to you know, be do the band? And I was having fun. And, you know, I was like, sure, let's give it a try. Let's do it. He's like, all right, cool. This is awesome. I love it. So. So we start practicing over there, like re- like a maybe a every week type of thing, and it's uh, it's it's it was fun. It was a lot of fun. But like I said, my heart started to to waver because I was I wanted to play like in a heavy band, and I was kind of like, you know, out of my punk, like you know, not not into punk as much as I was, or as much even as much as I am right now. Back then, just you know, you go through phases. I was nineteen years old, so uh, you know, we're playing, but. These songs, they kind of suck, and I don't know what even he's saying in them. And uh, and so I'm kind of losing interest. Oh, one one awesome thing about this guy was, though, that uh, when I went over to his house the first time or something, and he was like, we went to get something from his room. He's like, oh, before you go in here, just let me let you know. Uh, I have a lot of porno. And I was like, okay. And he's like, like no, like I'm into porno hard. Like I, I love porn, and I've got a bunch of it everywhere. So just be be just I'm just letting you know don't think it's weird or anything I was like whatever dude it's fine so I walk into his room boy was he not kidding like it wasn't just like 
here's my porn collection on a shelf or something. It was just all over the room. It was like a, a porn shop threw up in his room. The, the whole like floor was covered in magazines, covered like you couldn't even walk. It was like there was nowhere to walk. You just walked on magazines and they were all op- like a lot of them were open to like just like th- pages, just like they're open. Some of them are there. He has, you know, tons of videos everywhere, just shit everywhere, dude, across his bed. And I was like, geez, you weren't kidding, dude. <laughs> and he's like, no, I told you, dude, I really love porn. And I was like, cool. Um, so. Uh, so he's got that. And then he's also he was also super into guar. So we had a bunch of cool ass guar shit, like uh, old like guar records and like these videotapes of guar. Like he was a hardcore fan from back in the day. So we had a bunch of cool ass guar shit. So I remember like we would watch guar video uh, video cassettes that he had sometimes after that because uh, you know we we and then while we're practicing we're doing this thing and so this guy that played drums he was kind of a nerdy dude but he he so. Sam Houston State, you know, we're up in Huntsville where the, there's all these prisons and where we put people to death in the state of Texas. I've, I've talked about this before. So a lot of people who live in Huntsville work at the, uh, like, at the prisons. They work at the prison. So um, he, this guy was like, that's what he was trying to do. Like, that's what his, he was going to do. And he was getting like uh his you know he, he was going to sam uh no he might have been local too but going to sam for your criminal justice degree that was like a big criminal justice school but he was like gonna go work at the prison part-time and so i remember that was like a big thing with with uh between he and paul because like this guy would like not show up when we were supposed to practice and that's why sometimes he and i would just end up watching like guar for hours um and maybe just practicing with the guitar and bass uh but you know we finally kind of get it uh, you know, we're we're practicing pretty regularly for a few months, I guess. And then he's like, Paul comes in one day, he's like, I got I got a gig. We have a gig. And we're like, What? Gig? And he's like, Yeah, man. So he proceeds to tell us how uh I, I he knows these guys, this guy that's in this band. Uh, they they were called Red Seven or Seven Red or Red Seven Up or something like that at the time. I think there was a couple bands named that actually. But He's like, they were a three-piece, like, rock band. He's like, yeah, man, and they got they got the show, and he said that, you know, that we could have, like, a, you know, opening slot, you know, 20-minute, whatever, something like that. And I was like, all right, where where is it? And he's like, it's at the Deerbrook Mall. I was like, what? So the Deerbrook Mall is just, like, a mall in North Houston where, like, close to, like, where I grew up and shit. And I guess he's from the same area. I, I'm not sure, but... uh I'm like, wait, like in the mall? And he's like, no, you you know that mall? And I was like, yeah, I know that mall. So he's like, yeah, there's this like Mexican like kind of restaurant, like cantina place that's that's like, you know, it's in the mall, but you also walk up to it outside. And I was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's like, yeah, it's there. And I was like, it's in a Mexican restaurant? And he's like, yeah, but after, like after they're, they're it'll just be the bar open. And, you know, after they serve food, like, and I was like, okay, all right. I'm like, well, whatever, fuck you. I'm excited to play that. Yeah, let's do it. So... We have the gig, and we're we're stoked about that, that we're going to play in the mall. But as we start getting ready for it, like, the band, like, just starts deteriorating a little bit. Like, this guy, Matt, he's, like, totally not into it. He's, like, all prison garden and shit, but he shows up, like, when he wants to. And I'm just, like, also, like, man, this music is just not what I want to play. I, so I'm, like, not really into it either. But we have this gig, and we are – I'm excited to play it. We are excited to play the gig. Um, so – I believe this is my first. This is my first time to play music in front of anybody, uh, in front of an audience. So I like was st- we were stoked about it. So it's coming up, but also like for me, the writing's on the wall. I'm like, dude, I can't do this much long. I'm not gonna play in this band <laughs> very much longer. I don't think. And uh, so we we get that. You know, we it starts getting close to the gig. Like I said, it's like you know, basically, I think we just. Myself and probably the drummer guy, we just want to play this gig and be done with this band. Um, but we did, like, we knew one cover song, and it was uh, uh, I, it was called Cowboy by, uh, I want to be a cowboy. And that was by the Vandals, uh, cool-ass punk rock band. So they, so we learned that song, and, um, you know, that was, like, going to be our, our closer, I guess, because we kind of, like, that was probably the song that sounded the best. And then, uh, yeah, so we're leading up to it. We get there, like, to the, the day of the show. We're all excited. Nobody's more excited than Paul. He's, like, beyond belief stoked to just, like, super excited. We get there ass early, of course, load into this Mexican cantina. 
somebody else has a PA or something. So we actually have a real PA, the band that we're playing with, I guess. And, um, and that's it. And we just like, kind of like walk around the mall, uh, to pass out like flyers. We had some flyers that, that actually looked pretty cool that Paul made. So we were walking around like anybody that kind of looked cool. We would give them a flyer, like, Hey man, we're going to play down here at like 10 o'clock, nine o'clock or some shit like that after the mall closes, you know? Um, so we tried to get people but then it was like i think you had to be 21 to get into the place after then anyway so it was like i wasn't you know we were all too young to be in there but needless to say we got up and uh when it's finally our turn we get up to play i'm pretty sure everything that we did was just like an absolute train wreck i don't know if we i think maybe that guy matt maybe the drummer like quit halfway through one of the songs is like i just can't hear i don't know what's going on like you know it's it's one of those things where you can't hear anything really but you're not supposed to stop you know you don't do that uh those those that's what you learn the kind of things you learn on stage you just go you go that's why you practice maybe you shouldn't have missed so many practices but yeah and it was just bad and you know we're singing the songs and doing it and paul's having a great time uh, we get to the end and, and do the, the cover song, and that that's the most fun. And then we're done. And I'm pretty much like, I'm packing up my stuff going, I'm so glad we're done with that. Like, that's, I can't play in this band anymore. Paul's like, oh, man, dude, that was great. I can't wait for the next one, guys, right? Oh, we got to get more of these things, man. Maybe I'll talk to them about playing us playing here again soon. And I'm like, yeah, sure, dude, whatever. And, uh, you know, we go home and, and go back to school and um, – I think I was just like, yeah, I can't practice actually. And I need to take like the next couple of weeks off of practice. Cause I got like a tap something. I just made up some excuse. And then he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't Matt, we might be getting a new drummer or something like that. And then I, I, I really, okay. So I honestly did think that I was not going to go back to Sam Houston. I thought I was going to move to Austin and be like an Austin guy and go to UT. So I was like, yeah, I'm actually not even going to be here next semester. So um, I'm just not going to come to practice anymore. You can guys find a new guitar player. It was fun. Thanks. And it's like, oh, well, shoot, man. I mean, I mean, Austin, I mean, this is like, <laughs> like desperate ex-girlfriend shit. He's like, you know, Austin's not that far, man. Maybe we could, you know, drive back and forth or do something. I was like, dude, no, come on. <laughs> and so, uh, and then I didn't end up going to Austin. And so I had to see him around when I would see him around the next semester, I'd be like, oh, and I was just kind of like, hey, you know, I finally was like, hey, man, uh, didn't didn't happen. Like, are you playing with anybody? Like, oh, yeah, I think I'm, man, I think I was in a band then. Maybe I'd been in, I started Taint with Robbie and them by that point. But, uh, you know, that was a heavy band, and that's what I wanted to do. And um, the Vicious Chickens, plus, I hated that name. I was like, why do you want to call us the Vicious Chickens? And his only, like, reasoning was because I have this, like, uh, I have this rubber chicken, like on those classic rubber chickens. And he's like, I just think it'd be awesome to have it hanging from my mic stand by a rope and just like spin it around and shit. Like, and I was like, and so you want to base the whole name of the band off of you spinning a chicken around? Like I didn't, but so I hated that name and uh, the songs were garbage and, but we were young and dumb and full of cum, yum, 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 eat them, hum. And uh, it was uh, my first gig in front of people and, and what a time. So I don't know what happened to any of those guys. They might be dead uh, or not. Hopefully not. Uh, maybe uh, hope, hopefully Paul went on to be in a, like a band that, uh, you know, that everyone wanted to be in. And it was a fun time because I had a fun time. And as an experience, yeah, we couldn't hear anything on stage. Sure, we stopped during the middle of the songs a couple of times. Sure, we had no idea what the hell Paul was talking about. But, you know, at least there was mountains and mountains and mountains of porno. All right, there you go. First and last ride of the Vicious Chickens. Honestly, could have been a shorter ride if you ask me, but you didn't. So, anyway, thanks you guys for joining me again for another week. I very much appreciate it. Be sure to go to johnwayneisdead.com and go to the shop page to get all of my books. They're all in stock right now and records and t-shirts and stickers and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, to check out and when you order from me I of course uh, send you uh, some extra special stuff because I appreciate you so much also check the, the, the shows page while you're there to see the dates uh, I've been adding more dates I'm coming to your city soon so check it out and come see me uh, be sure to follow me at uh, John Wayne is dead on Instagram and Twitter and uh, if you would like to help your old Uncle Johnny out with a couple extra bucks go to 
uh, uh, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Join the Dollar Beer Club uh, or any of the tiers to get all the goodies and to follow the other podcast, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. And uh, thank you so much. And, and listen to Vital Social Issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne on Thursdays. And uh, I love you guys. Uh, and I'll see you uh, about to hit the road. So I'll see everyone out there on the road. Check those dates. Goodbye.